Welcome to the Now You Know Akron podcast, brought to you by the journalists of BeaconJournal.com. Each week, they will share their expertise on Akron and Summit County. Now, here's your host, Craig Webb. Thanks for joining us for the Now You Know Akron podcast. I'm your host, Craig Webb. Our spotlight topic for today is an exclusive sit-down with Canton native and Broadway dancer Amanda Klutz. She'll talk about her journey on ABC's Dancing with the Stars. But first, here's three things you should know from recent headlines on BeaconJournal.com. Reporter Betty Lynn Fisher took a look at the stress that's happening in our hospitals as COVID cases continue to rise and create a greater demand for doctors and nurses. She talked to one nursing student at the University of Akron who's getting ready to graduate and what it looks like inside the hospitals, where even the best laid plans at Summa Health, where they plan to cut back on the available inpatient beds and elective surgeries, had to be reversed because of the COVID surge and the need for additional hospital beds. Reporter Jim McKinnon had a sit down with the CEO of First Energy. He talked about the company's future in Akron, and also a little bit about its past and how the company's moving on from a bribery scandal that led all the way to the State House. And finally, a fun story from reporter Mark J. Price. You know, who says there isn't modern Christmas songs? And who said there isn't a Christmas song that has its origins in Akron? Mark J. Price unraveled a fantastic story about how Akron's songwriter, Chris Butler, who still lives in Akron, uh, wrote and created a holiday classic. He wrote Christmas wrappings for the group The Waitresses. I'm not going to sing the song for you, but I'll just say Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. I think I'm going to miss it this year. If you want to know more about these stories and also other headlines from the Beacon Journal, be sure to check out our various apps and also on BeaconJournal.com. And now it's time for our spotlight topic. Today, we will join a conversation with reporter Carrie Clausen, along with Canton native and Broadway dancer Amanda Klutz. Amanda will talk about her journey of healing on ABC's Dancing with the Stars. If you recall, Amanda Klutz is a former Broadway dancer who lost her husband, Broadway star Nick Cadero, to COVID in 2020. First of all, congratulations for your finish in Dancing with the Stars. It's really exciting. Thank you. And I wanted to ask you about how I know when we talked last, your goal was to make it to the finals. You competed through the whole thing, and I just wanted to know about if I could, you know, kind of get a little feedback about how, like, you made your goal. I mean, I wondered if you could talk about that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, from, you know, from the get-go of getting this show and, and the first, you know, couple times even when Alan and I were talking about it, I always like my goal is to you know get to that finale and and um, and I didn't really even understand what that meant until we were rehearsing for the finale and Alan was like you know it's so great when you get to the finale because you don't have to go home anymore like nobody goes home mm-hmm. you get to do every dance that you possibly could have danced you know when the show is ending you know you, there's not like a sudden shock of you you don't get to do next week mm-hmm. um and you know we got to celebrate we got to go to new york after the show and celebrate on good morning america and um you know it was just it was wonderful it really really was i really felt like getting to the finals the four of us me jojo cody and iman we're all so different we have 
different styles of, you know, dance. We're different people. We have different fan bases. And I really do feel like we each, you know, kind of won in our own category. It, it, I honestly feel, felt so lucky, you know, lucky to be able to be there. When, when you got to celebrate with Good Morning America, that was all four finalists and the judges, correct? Were on the show? Uh, no, just the, just the finalists okay. and their pros. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. And what was that experience like for you? Oh, it was a blast. We finished the finale and um, we got on a bus right away, went to the Van Nuys Airport where Disney had their private plane waiting for us. And wow. we flew overnight um, to New York, landed in New York. We barely slept because everybody was on such a high from the show. And um, we arrived and we started rehearsing for the Good Morning America segment right away, got changed, did the Good Morning America segment, which was super fun. And, um, and then, you know, and then finally it was all over and we all said goodbye and went our separate ways. But um, yeah, it was, it was really kind of a, a fun way to end the whole experience. Again, not, nothing too jarring. It was fun to just be able to keep extending everything. Then I saw on your Instagram, um, that you went to see the Rockettes after that. Well, you got to do a whole lot all within a very short period of time, huh? Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to make sure I, you know, there's there's something about seeing that Radio City Christmas, Christmas spectacular. It always kind of just starts off the holiday season for me. So I uh, I knew we would be done early from doing a morning television show. And I thought, well, I know the Rockettes do about three shows a day. So I figured I'd catch something. And luckily I was able to. What time were you wrapping up that, of the show? I went, how early can you go see the Rockettes? I'm curious. <laughs> oh, they have an 11 a.m. show, and we were done at Good Morning America at 9, so it was perfect. Okay. Now, I didn't get to see that episode, so I wondered if there was anything special you wanted to, like, mention about what you talked about on Good Morning America. Oh, um, you know, they were actually just, you know, they were talking to us about, you know, the season and um, and congratulating us on, you know, getting to the finals and, yeah, it was just kind of just like a celebratory kind of, you know, after party for us, is okay. what they kept calling it. I um, was struck by um, some of the comments you made on the final finale, like the really nice interview as you had, um, you know, segments you had where you talked about Alan and, the, you know, just a really special bond you have with him. And, I'm, and you said, I don't know if I have a bond like this with anyone else in my life right now, and I didn't know how much I needed it. Alan gave me that balance of somebody that would care and give me a hug and cry with me and make me laugh, but also pushed me to become the person that could dance in the finale, in this finale. So I wondered um, if you could tell me the special bond. You didn't realize you made, that you really needed that, and that he showed that to you. And also, to paraphrase, he said that he helped you understand that you can have some deeper relationships again in your life. And I just thought that was so beautiful, and I wondered if you could tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, um, you know, I think it's just that you know, I, I lost Nick and, you know, you go so into independent mode of living, you know, and you have to get used to not having anyone around, not spending time with anyone, you know, not having that person in your life that you can, you know, get a hug from and talk to and have adult conversations with and go for goals with and, you know, learn new things with. And um, you just go back to very much just being yourself. And then, you know, you get so used to that that the fear of letting somebody else in again starts coming up, you know, like, mm -hmm. will I ever find somebody that I want to spend time with again? And what would that feel like? And 
will it feel weird and will I feel okay? And, you know, you start putting all these, you know, insecurities in front of just, you know, going out there and doing it. And, you know, luckily I think with this show, you know, being a dancer and having at least that background of being in shows, I immediately felt comfortable in rehearsal. And especially with Alan, that's like my comfort zone. You know, Mm -hmm. it wasn't weird that I was dancing with somebody every day or that I was, you know, spending so much time with somebody new all day because that is what you do on Broadway. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think, you know, it, it hit me later on in the season and I think it was, it was mostly, you know, right before we did, um, the live your life dance is like how much, you know, he's helped me just become, you know, okay with the idea of, you know, being with a person again, being with somebody again all the time, every day, you know, trusting somebody again, crying with somebody again, um, laughing, you know, all, all the things that you get worried about, you know, in life because mm-hmm. you have lost your person in life. So it was just really nice to have, I mean, we joked that we were in a, a an arranged marriage and that we were paid to like each other and paid to spend time with each other because you were and you kind of are. But, you know, it, it was just, it was very nice to have, you know, that somebody um, in my life, for, you know, for, for this time to help me kind of feel like, you know, that trend feel that transition out that's really really beautiful I mean, um, I mean it's just it seems so, such a blessing that, that it was him and that he was just that kind of person for you I mean that it just it worked that way it was meant to be that way and it was a helpful time in your life it sounds like to have that, that yeah yeah absolutely and when you talk about um, how the show has really changed your life how did you word that well, down to, oh, it's just been such a release for me. It has literally changed my life on this show. Um, I know we talked a little bit about, like, the type of release it, it gave you, and I wondered if we could just kind of revisit that about how important that release was through dance and the emotion of dance. Yeah, you know, I think for, um, for me it was just basically being able to find, you know, that time and space to, you know, enjoy something for myself again in life, you know, like, mm-hmm. You, I left performing seven years ago. I started my own fitness business. I became a mom. We moved to, you know, a completely different city. And, um, you know, that giving yourself time every day, three, four, five, you know, by the end it's six to seven hours a day that you're dancing, um, you know, is impossible. And it was nice to, you know, have an excuse in a way uh, to do something for myself again, to learn a new skill, to dive into something that, um, was completely brand new to me and, and tried to do well at it. And, um, you know, it just kind of gave me, it gave me, it just made me feel like I had my life back a little bit. Um, you know, I, I think especially as a mom, you kind of lose yourself a little bit, but you don't lose your dreams. You don't lose things that you want to do for yourself. And, um, this show just gave me the opportunity to do something for myself again. And it was, it was just so healing in so many different ways. But um, I think just being able to find that part of myself again, that, you know, that old self of that young Amanda that lived in New York and was dancing every day and auditioning for shows or in a show and, um, you know, kind of had that freedom in, in, in your life that you do when you're young. It was nice to feel that again. 
I was curious how you spent your holiday. I'm guessing it was a lovely, lovely holiday after coming off of such an amazing experience. I wondered, um, did you stay in New York long or did you go back home? And I wondered if you could... I went back home. (laughs) I went back home right away. My mom and my dad are still here in L.A. My brother was here. My sister's here. So I went back home. Um, And, you know, we honestly just had a very, very relaxing weekend. We really didn't do too much. I slept a lot. We had a, a nice Thanksgiving uh, dinner at home, cooked in, um, very old-fashioned, kind of relaxing uh, Thanksgiving. Not not too much going on after three months of craziness. We kind of just laid low and slept a lot and had some, some good food. That's great. That sounds perfect. Uh-huh. What I wanted to know, because this is... Exciting. Um, I know that you are doing part of the tour. Is it is March 17th through 27th? Yes. Okay, because I was looking at the tour dates. I know that doesn't fall for the Ohio gig, which is in January, but um, for Akron at the Civic Theater. But um, yes. it looks like most of California, you're going to be staying like kind of in the west there, closer to your region, right? Uh-huh. And... Um, I think it's from the 17th to the 27th, am I right, that it's all, all of those dates except the 23rd and 24th? So it looks like nine shows. Is that right? Uh, no, I'm doing the 23rd and 24th, too. That was just um, I had to get out of two shows at the talk here, but that's been cleared. So I'll be doing all of the shows, those dates. And, um, and yeah, I'm sad to miss Ohio, but, uh, you know, basically they asked me to do this because Caitlin Bristow, last year's winner, um, is unable to finish these last two weeks of the tour. So okay. um, they saw if I could come in, and I was so happy to, you know, be able to do it. And luckily, because the dates are on the West Coast, I'm able to travel, still do my shows at the talks that I need to do. And then, ironically, we had a, a, a crazy little small break from the talk that actually worked over these dates, too. So it kind of just seemed like, it was a mask made in heaven, a perfect way to be able to make sure I can, uh, you know, make, to be able to sure I can dance still. And, and it was so nice to know that on Monday, last Monday, on the finale, that it wasn't my, my last dance. It was, it was kind of comforting to know, like, you know, Alan, I'll, I'll dance with you again. I'll, I'll, I'll see this cast again. I'll get to ballroom dance again. So that was really fun. Oh, that's awesome. So I'm wondering, you found out before the finale, did you announce it after the finale, or I don't remember? They announced it on the finale, but we were working on it that whole week to make sure it could happen. And um, when did you find out it was for sure? Um, I think everything kind of settled a couple of days before, but, you know, they have to they have to wait to announce it when they announce it. Yeah. Okay. That's exciting. So... You will be keeping up a lot of your shows, it sounds like, um, while you tour like closer to L.A. Or like, I mean, some of the, the California towns are close enough that you'll be doing both. Is that right? There's, um, well, we, luckily I said, like, we go on break with the talk, so I don't really have to overlap. Once we go on break with the talk, I will just be finishing the, or doing the tour, and then I'll come back. And, and it honest, honestly, like, just worked out with the uh, spring break at the talk. So it was that pretty good. Perfect, yeah. Well, I wondered, um, I love what you said on Instagram, I'm paraphrasing again, about how you're just so glad that the, 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 this excitement or this experience continues. And I wondered if you could tell me about how important that is to you um, to know you can do this live in different cities. I mean, you can continue your um, 
Dancing with the Stars Experience live, which was live on TV, but now live in person. I wondered um, what that means to you as a performer and as someone who just experienced this this whole thing. Well, you know, I think what was really special about the cast and crew over at Dancing with the Stars, you know, they're on their 30th season. They're a family over there, and they make it a family experience. Everyone is so kind. Everyone's very welcoming. Everyone wants you to do well. Um, everyone's cheering you on. So, you know, after, and that, that set in right away, but, you know, after two weeks, after three weeks, like after 10 weeks, you know, you don't want to say goodbye to anybody because it feels like they're a family. You know, it's very much like a Broadway show. You get so close to the stagehands, the wardrobe, everybody, you know, you, and then your show closes and, and it's, it's devastating because you've lost your job and your family in one day, you know, and, yeah. um, and so, I think that the the best part about this is that, you know, this is a, the, a family and Dancing with the Stars is like this family that um, I, I feel so lucky that I get to, you know, revisit again, that it's it's not a goodbye. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's just so nice to know that that is on the horizon, that I get to see these people again, even, you know, the pros. It's so fun to get to know them after years of watching this show and idolizing them and how they dance and, and then to be able to get to know them and be friendly with them and share the, the ballroom floor with them and some of my dances, it was so fun. It's such an honor. And, um, you know, I think that, that that's what it mostly is, for me at least, is that it's, it's just like this family. And whenever you create a family with anybody, you don't want that family to go away. So that more so means that to me. Yeah, absolutely. So they, there were 11 episodes of Dancing with the Stars. Was it over 10 weeks? Is that correct? Uh-huh. Yeah, eleven episodes in ten weeks, and I just wanted to like mention some of the beautiful comments that the judges made. Like especially when Bruno said to you, and I'm paraphrasing one small beautiful part of his quote, but he said, "A star is reborn," and he said that's what what everybody had witnessed. He talked about how your light has never been brighter, and I'm totally paraphrasing, but I have his quote. But um, I wanted to know like. What it felt like when he said that to you. A star is reborn and talked about you taking that light because you've never been, sh- been shining brighter. Well, I mean, I listen, every comment, whether it was a constructive criticism or something, you know, that was super kind to hear from the judges I took to heart. They, you know, like I said, they've been doing the show for 30 seasons. And, you know, I, I think everything that they say, they say it. Um, purposefully and so that you know Bruno I I love him I love his energy I love the light and excitement that he exudes on a daily basis for everyone Mm -hmm. you know for everyone in the show he always is so kind and energetic even if he's saying something that isn't kind (laughs) he's still (laughs) kind and um, I so appreciated that what he said you know I think because I think, you know, anyone in in life can relate to, you know, having extreme ups and extreme downs. And so, you know, any time that somebody says something like that to you that makes you feel like, you know, you're you're reborn or that you're on a new path is is so encouraging. That was on the finale episode, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I said, my darling, keep that light alive. You've got it because you're shining brighter than ever. That's that must have felt wonderful. (laughs) So yeah, he's so sweet. I love him. So, um, when you were doing A Sky Full of Stars, 
had you done any aerial work before? Because that was like, whoa, no. that was a wild surprise. <laughs> no. I wonder if it was very hard and you could tell me a little bit about it. No, I had not. And either had Alan and we, you know, he prefaced it by saying, I don't know what this is going to be like. We're going to have to figure it out. And then we got there and it was just a loop around your hand. I mean, you know, very secure. There was, there wasn't really a way you were going to fall, but it was using a lot of upper body strength. And, um, the first time we both did it, we looked at each other and we're like, Oh my God, that hurts. Like it, that's, that's, it, it did not, not hurt. Um, but you know, you grin and bear it for the, for the dance and for, you know, the, the idea of it. We both love the movie La La Land. So it was very like our La La Land moment. Um, for the season and um, and you know it was such a cool way to enter onto stage enter that dance and um, to start the dance off like that was so magical and felt like you know we were coming down from the sky of stars so it was so cool it was like you know yes it's gonna hurt but we you know no pain no gain we gotta do this how many seconds do you think that lasted? Because I was looking at it and I said to my husband, that takes so much strength. That is so hard. And he's just like, really? I said, yeah, a huge amount of strength. And then you were, you did the leg motions. Did that, did that help like, as you're gaining momentum with the legs? Yes, it does help to have momentum. It does help to move some part of your body so that you're not focusing on the pain in your arm and your wrist. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it wasn't too long. I think we were only up there for eight seconds. Like we go... We go up and then they kind of like, you know, hold you there for a couple of seconds and then you come right down. So luckily it's quick enough that you're not, you know, in severe pain. All of these dances that Alan created for, for you guys as a, as a pair, as a couple, um, but especially the Live Your Life dance um, for the semifinals. And I'm not familiar with Lenny, but I thought that was a really beautiful rendition of Nick's song, like just so tender. And I wanted to know, is that something you'll be able to like, just always look at and just be able to watch all of your dances. But, like, I'm wondering about especially that one. I mean, you can just always have that, correct? Oh, yeah. I'm, yes. I mean, you know, luckily YouTube will always have it on. But I, um, you know, have the the video saved on my phone. And, um, yeah, I mean, that dance was an unexpected, huge healing piece for me. So, you know, part of this puzzle that, will keep getting bigger and more pieces will be added and more pieces will be filled in because, you know, grief doesn't go away. But it was, um, you know, it was a week full of, you know, lots of talking between Alan and I and, um, you know, showing him, you know, things and and telling him things that, you know, only my family has seen and know Mm -hmm. um, about what happened during that time and, and, you know, just private things that I felt like in order for him to create this dance and choreograph something that meant something to me, to the song, to, to the story, he, he had to really kind of get into the story and he agreed and so graciously, you know, went down that road with me. So the whole week was very emotional and I cried a lot in rehearsal and, um, you know, everything made me cry because every, every step we did was, was connected to something meaningful to me. And, um, and then I think, you know, especially on the day before the show and the day of the show, you do the dance a lot. The day before the show, you're doing camera blocking. You do the dance three times. The day of the show, you do a morning rehearsal, a dress rehearsal, and then the show. 
And every time I did that dance, I got very emotional, of course, and very, you know, connected to me to that time of my life. And I really didn't realize until the next day, Tuesday morning, I woke up and I, you know, was kind of processing everything the whole week and then dancing that dance last the other night. And it just felt like this peace over me. And I think it's because, you know, in dance, you are able to express emotions, emotions, I'm sorry, that you can't necessarily express another way. And as a dancer, I'm used to expressing emotions through dance, but I hadn't danced these emotions out. I hadn't danced this grief out because mm-hmm. I stopped dancing and I'm not a choreographer. I'm not, I don't improvise. So it's not like I ever put this song on in my house and danced to it. Um, so to put steps to the song and the steps mm-hmm. told told the story, mm-hmm. I woke up on Tuesday and I was like, I cannot believe how much of a sense of, peace I have right now from doing this. It, it really kind of was like this huge missing link to this healing process for me that I did not see coming, did not even expect to happen, did not know it could happen. Um, but, you know, I think in grieving for everybody, you find these things, little things here and there that help you, little things that set you back. And, and this was just a huge, huge help to me. Um, forever grateful to Alan for going with me on that journey and for really kind of putting everything he had into it, um, emotionally, physically, and, um, just being such a great partner to me through that week, uh, and, you know, connecting with me on that level because it really did bring me so much peace. Thanks, Amanda and Karen. That's all the time we have today for the Now You Know Akron podcast. Be sure to join us again next week. Episodes are released every Wednesday or thereabouts, wherever you download your favorite podcast. They're also available on BeaconJournal.com and our various apps. Before we go, we have to thank our producer, BJ Lisko, and we urge you to support local journalism by becoming a subscriber. If you've already signed up, you have my heartfelt thanks. Until next week, Now You Know Akron.